for me and my business, like so much of what I do is results-based. If I'm not getting people results and they're not feeling better and seeing an improvement, they're not going to stick around. And more so, they're not going to tell other people about what I'm doing, right? So I really do want to go below that surface level and just kind of be a value giver. Hi there. I'm Krista Sweatman, host of The Podcast Club. I'm a former side hustler turned full-time entrepreneur. I'm a self-proclaimed podcast enthusiast and cocktail connoisseur. What is The Podcast Club? Well, it's like a book club, but for podcasts. Each week, I'll be joined by a fellow entrepreneur and we'll review one of our favorite podcast episodes. Our discussions will be informal and fun, just like your favorite book club. Now, I know what you're thinking. Krista, the best part of my book club is the wine and canapes. Well, don't you worry, my friend. Cocktails are always welcome and encouraged. So grab a drink, get cozy, and let's chat all things podcast, business, and cocktails. Welcome to the Podcast Club. Hi there, it's Krista, and welcome back to the Podcast Club. Spring is finally just around the corner. I live in a small town in Ontario, Canada, and our groundhog, Wireton Willie, told us that we'd have an early spring this year. That has definitely not been the case. I actually think we've had more snow since Groundhog Day than we've had all winter long. Spring to me means the start of market season. And in fact, my first market for 2023 is this coming Saturday in the tiny town of Sobble Beach. Fingers crossed that the snow doesn't interfere with my travel plans that day. Metaphorically speaking, it's all sunshine and rainbows over here at the Podcast Club HQ because I get to share with you the awesome conversation that I had with Lindsay Fortney. Lindsay is a transformation coach and former real estate agent. In today's episode, we're chatting about price versus value and how to get out of the transactional selling trap and into transformational selling. We're using an episode from your virtual upline podcast with Bob Helig as a foundation for our conversation. Even if you aren't in network marketing, this episode has a lot of nuggets to extract. Without delay, welcome, Lindsay. Hi, Lindsay. Welcome to the Podcast Club. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. I'm excited too. It's nice to finally put a name to a face. I think we've been Instagram friends for quite a while, but it's nice to actually chat in IRL or virtual IRL. You are a transformational coach with Beachbody, which is a network marketing company. And so before we start, can you tell us a little bit about your journey with Beachbody? And I guess maybe even start with Beachbody, just in case somebody isn't aware of of what they do. Yeah, for sure. So Beachbody, or they're they're transitioning their name to just Body, uh, which is nice in in 2023 to to hear that kind of like just the negative connotation with the Beachbody idea kind of being dropped. So um, it's a health and wellness company. And how I actually became, I will say, affiliated with them is I actually started as a customer. Mm-hmm. I had you know gained a lot of weight through stress. Through I was a full time realtor with two little kiddos. Uh, and I had gained a lot of weight and I had lost a lot of energy and I just wasn't really feeling like myself again, uh, or anymore. And 
I saw another mom talk about doing workouts from home and I was like, Oh, it was somebody I knew like an acquaintance. And I remember thinking I've been telling myself, I can't do the things I can't, I don't have time. I don't have someone to watch the kids. My schedule's all over the place with real estate. And that kind of eliminated a lot of those excuses, the idea of being able to do it on my own schedule at home. So I reached out to her and I I got more information about it. And I, after a trip to, to Disney, where I was deleting all the pictures that I was in with our family, Uh because I wasn't happy with how I was feeling and looking in those, I decided to, to, to start. Um, So I started working out from home. They have nutrition programs too. So just kind of teaching you how to eat the the right amounts of food in different food groups and those sorts of things, really quite intuitive. Um, And almost immediately I started feeling better and wow. Yeah. And so I was like, Oh, this is really, I didn't think it was going to happen that quickly. And I had, you know, half-assed a lot of stuff in the past, right? Like I was like the person that would look for the five minute Pinterest workout, do it for two days and then I'd stop or I'd look up healthy recipes and then I wouldn't do them. And I just, I hadn't stuck with anything before this. So this was kind of really eye-opening for me that this was an option for a lot of really busy women who were in life seasons like myself and that they could uh, incorporate nutrition and exercise into busy lives. So that's how I started was as a client. And like I said, I just really, I fell in love with the community. So that's another little piece that's kind of special to, uh, to body is that we have these, these groups that we run accountability groups and it helped me connect with other women who were really busy and just same. They had, they had these struggles, obstacles every single day, but they were finding a way to make their health and wellness a priority. And that inspired me and the rest is history. <laughs> so how many years have you been with them? Yeah, it's going on eight years. February is like my anniversary uh, month. So yeah, it's pretty crazy. That's, that's awesome. So you mentioned that you were in real estate before. Do you see a difference between say being in real estate versus working for a body? Is there something where I guess I think of jobs I've had in the past and I'm like, I can't believe I used to put my body through that or the stress or, and don't get me wrong, owning your own business, completely stressful, but in a, a completely different way. Yes. Yeah. I couldn't say it better than what you just said. Um, so I actually overlapped. So I did real estate and kind of created this side business, um, of, of being a coach and in the, I don't even know, you wonder where on earth was I finding that time, but I just found pockets of time. Right. And started to build this business. It was something that just made me so happy. It gave me passion and purpose. It also kept me accountable to my goals with my health and wellness, because, Now it was like other people were counting on me to show up, right? So it was just like next level. Um, But what I found, and it was almost like, especially that, so I did it for about three years, both of them at the same time. Um, And when I was in real estate and I had built that, I had built my real estate career right from the ground up. Like I didn't have any, I didn't know anybody. I didn't, had moved to this city, that kind of thing. So it was pretty um, right from, from the foundation of that business there was a lot of key differences between real estate and between what I was doing with, with my coaching business and and really the network marketing side of things. So real estate is extremely competitive. And I had grown up 
I had played team sports, right? And I loved being part of a team. Other than your direct broker, people aren't really cheering for you in real estate. Right. They see you as competition. Uh, and that was something that I noticed that was different about network marketing was like, I didn't, honestly, I started being a coach and I didn't know anything about network marketing. I know I didn't do my research or anything, but you know, I was thinking like Tupperware parties and, and Avon, that was what I was picturing when I thought of that. But when I actually started looking at the business model, it wasn't really that different than real estate because you have your broker, you have your salespeople, um, a portion of your sales were going to your broker. The network marketing was actually more favorable in that your upline or your sponsor that brings you into the business, as long as they're working they and producing and helping you build your business, then they are going to benefit from your growth. And you can also out-earn your upline in network marketing, which I thought was kind of cool because it was like, okay, this is legitimately showing that if you are willing to put in the effort, the time, the energy, uh, that you will be rewarded with that. And like you said, as an entrepreneur, kind of that mindset, you will work crazy hours because you love what you're doing and it doesn't feel like work. Right. Uh, so yeah, it just brought out a different side of me that I didn't think that, that I had truthfully. I love that. Something that was really different between real estate and being in this network marketing space was something that's really encouraged actually like it is a must is personal development and reading and listening to things that are going to help you grow as a human. That was not something I was doing in real estate. And if you've ever been in, I mean, maybe that maybe some people are doing it, maybe they're nailing it, but it just kind of was like the whole total package of the, of the wellness. Like I was moving my body again, I was feeding it better. And then I was actually taking care of my head, which, which made a a big difference. So before this, I never listened to podcasts when I was in real estate. I was And I was coaching at the same time when I was driving to show properties, I would be listening to like Bob Heilig or somebody that's kind of firing me up and and making me think bigger beyond the the circumstances that I was in right then and there. I love that. That's great. So today we are reviewing the podcast called Your Virtual Upline. Mm -hmm. It is by Bob Heilig (laughs) and it's episode 333 the price value equation. And you mentioned to me earlier, Lindsay, that you actually, you've met Bob. I have met Bob. Yeah. I met Bob actually at our conference, our annual conference this year or this past year in uh, St. Louis. And that was cool. Cause I've listened to him again, like never met him in real life, but listened to his voice for a lot of years. And uh, yeah, he presented for us and it was really cool to, to meet him in person. That's wonderful. And I love going to, because I used to be in pharmaceutical sales. So there were sales meetings all the time. And uh, a lot of the times we had amazing um, speakers, keynote speakers. And then when you can then listen to their podcast, there's nothing better because you feel like you've connected with them, right? Yes. Yes, totally. Yeah. All right. So let's dive in. So honestly, I almost wanted to listen to this podcast slower. Bob is just firing things at me. And I was like writing crazy notes. And I was like, he packs a punch in this uh, podcast episode. And I think it's worthy of noting that you don't need to be in network marketing to take, like, there's so many pearls in this episode that I think it would work for truly almost any business. So one of the things I wanted to first talk about is the price value equation. Mm. 
And I loved like when he was um, speaking about it, I literally, I had the little equation in my head. Obviously I wrote it down as well, but what were your thoughts on that, Lindsay? Yeah, no, I agree with you too. Like even in real estate, this would have been something that would have been so valuable for me to, to, to understand um, right. in, in life. I think that this is important to understand. And just the whole idea that price and value are two different things. Um, because I think a lot of the time we just kind of lump them together. I know I do. And, and he, he talks through this, like how at the beginning, they always start as they're, as though they're equal. Right. But it's in our mind, we'll often start to assign value to something like, is it really worth this to me and why? So that was just something that like, I was like, yeah, this is definitely something that I do. Um, and, and him just kind of talking about how, when people are, because I think motivation is a big thing and how, how valuable we find something. Cause there's been seasons in my life where I've, there's been something, maybe an offer or something that I wouldn't purchase because I'm like, uh, I don't really need, feel like it's worth that. Right. And then right. there's other seasons in my life where I'm like, oh my gosh, I absolutely need this in my life. Like this is for whatever reasons I've justified in my head. So I love that he talked about those not actually being the same thing, but how they start the same and then how we start to kind of assign value to them. Absolutely. I agree with you. And one thing that truly hit me in the gut as a product-based business is when you lower your price, you're lowering the value. And I was like, Oh, I needed to hear that, right? Because many of us, not everybody, we buy into that Black Friday um, mindset or the Boxing Day or we're recording this in January. It's a slow time for a lot of product-based businesses because, you know, Christmas bills are coming in. And the first thought often for me is, oh, should I run a sale? Should I generate a little more income by running a sale on it so when he said that it really hit me because as much as i get that i needed to hear that today yes yes i love that too like you said like it like the the sales trap right like where yeah. you're like oh, i i i need to d- just lean into the deals and really how it's kind of an easy way out because you're not showing how it's more valuable or why people need it you're just trying to lower the price um exactly and then you don't stand out that was the big thing to me because I immediately thought about different um, and I was thinking product based when I thought about this. I was like, well, there's different like brands and things like just off the top of my head, like Lululemon or Disney that I will pay a lot more money than people. People are like, oh, that's crazy for a pair of leggings or oh, my gosh, that's crazy for a vacation. But to me, like I, I feel like they're worth it. Right. And yeah, I just, I, I loved I love that. And he had, I think it was a Warren Buffett quote. And he said um, that the price is what you pay, but the value is what you get. That was the other kind of aha moment for me too, because what you take away from, so maybe the Lululemon leggings, for example, I'm thinking of, I love that they last for a really long time. I love that they're really good quality. I feel comfortable in them. They make my butt look better. Like all the things, right? Like I I can work out in them or I can dress them. So to me, I've already got it in my head that they're, they're valuable. Totally. You've justified it just with three or four points right there. Right. Yeah. 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 No, I totally agree with you. And As he said, and we'll talk in a bit about transactional versus Mm. transformational sales, but 
And again, I think of my products and of course we have to clear out inventory. That is yeah. just, that's the natural selling process, the selling cycle of product-based businesses. But, you know, somebody that buys and I'm just throwing this number out an $18 t-shirt versus full price. Will I see them again? Yeah. I don't know. Or are they just buying it thinking I need a t-shirt for work? I need to t-shirt to work out. And this is cheap. I'm going to just grab it. Whereas I want customers that are proud to wear yes. my company logo on their chest. Yes. Yes. I, yeah, I, I couldn't agree more with that. And and these are easy things to not think about, right? He talks about um figuring out how to have the conversation. So whether this is on your social media or in person or whatever, in a way that actually builds value of what you're selling so that it's greater than the cost. And for me and my business, like, so much of what I do is results-based. If I'm not getting people results and they're not feeling better and seeing an improvement, they're not going to stick around. And more so, they're not going to tell other people about what I'm doing, right? So I really do want to kind of go below that surface level and just be a value giver. Like I want that for me too. Absolutely. So let's talk about that. So Mm -hmm. a big portion of this podcast episode was transactional sales versus transformational sales. And honestly, I love Warren Buffett's quote. I thought it was wonderful. But another mic drop moment for me was when Bob was talking about transactional sales. So you're focusing on price and you're just getting that sale. But when he said, it's like a doctor prescribing without diagnosing. Yes. That must for you, especially I would think with your background that I bet you that really kicked you in the gut as well. Yeah. Yeah. It would be like <laughs> telling people they needed to put an offer in on a house without it meeting any of the, like even knowing what their requirements were for a home. Right. Yeah. Um, and then definitely with coaching, like it would be like me being like, you need to do this exercise and and do this nutrition program. But I know nothing about your goals or anything that you actually want to accomplish or any of your struggles. So I've listened to Bob for a long time because uh, he's always had a lot of, he's given a lot of great value in his podcast. Yeah. Um, and that was something I think like a couple of years ago, he started making that shift was talking about this transactional versus transformational uh, selling. And it just spoke to my soul because I don't see myself as like naturally a salesperson and I don't want to be a salesperson, but I also have recognized as I've grown older and you know, had different careers and experiences and those sorts of things that really we're, we're selling all the time whether we're selling like our personality or the, to the new person that we're meeting, or we're selling an idea to our spouse <laughs> or our kids, like what's going to be for dinner. Like we really are. It's something that we're doing all the time and it doesn't have to be icky. Um, and I think that that's why this transformational thing really speaks to me is because I do, I want people to leave um, having a transaction with me feeling better. I don't want it to just be a here, here's your product, leave, that's it, right? I want there to be more like an actual relationship with that. So I love that. And I wrote something down um, that I I put in quotation marks, the low hanging fruit, um, because it's really easy to just go for the low hanging fruit, right? Share maybe like, so I have a, a pretty great transformation that I've like with my body that I've had through my workouts and nutrition programs just sharing that and not explaining any of the hard work that I've put in or the mindset changes that have had to happen or really beyond 
how my body looks, how I feel so much better. Right. And how I, I'm not an angry mom anymore, or I'm more loving wife and those sorts of things. Um, it's easy to just kind of go for the low hanging fruit and be like, lose 10 pounds or lose 20 pounds. Um, but it doesn't create loyalty and it doesn't create retention. And and that's, I think really short-sighted. Like I want to be looking much further into the future of people sticking around. And Bob was saying, ask those questions, right? Have that conversation. So that goes from then transactional to transformational selling. So what is the value I can give you, but also let's chat, right? I I really liked how he said, I'd rather you have five, three or five conversations, really good conversations than conversations with say 10, 15 customers. And it's just more of that transactional, just get the job done sort of thing. Oh yeah. And the other, so the other part of network marketing too, is like you, you have often you'll have like services or products that you can help clients with, but then you also have the option to build teams, right? So like you can have other um, coaches be part of your organization. And that hit home for me so much because this is a lot of times people are really hesitant to, to build teams there. They don't know how to do it and those sorts of things. But when we go out and we talk about like, be on my team, right? Like, oh, you'll have time freedom. You'll have this. You'll, you know, you'll be able to, I'm going to Disney next month. I'll be like, look at me on, you know, working from, from the palm of my hand. And he talks about that. Right. And it's so misleading because I have put seven years of time into this and I did work like really, really hard, especially at the beginning to build this foundation. And when we are, are saying something's easy. I loved this. He said, it makes it look less valuable because most people know that if something is worth having, it usually takes hard work and effort to get it. Right. So if you're not being honest with people and being like, look, like this is possible. I'm here to show you. Cause like, I am, I am not a special snowflake by any means, but I'm here showing you like people will say, Oh, like only 1% of people succeed in that. Yeah. Because probably only 1% of people are willing to do what it takes effort-wise, time-wise, and investing themselves into what they're doing to actually see that success. When you're an entrepreneur, and especially you work from home, you have to like actually physically shut your door sometimes because otherwise you could literally be working all the time because there's always something else to do. Um, But again, I'm almost eight years into this And someone would be coming in and they'd be building from the basement up. It was the same with real estate, right? It didn't happen overnight. I watched it incrementally grow. Um, But if I'm going to tell people like, see me here eight years in, you can do this like in a hot second, they're not going to believe me. And it's going to make it look like it's not actually as special as it really is because it did take a lot of hard work and, and effort and time. I love that because your, your book, you may be on chapter 13 and yes. that individual's page one, yeah. chapter one. Yeah. So yeah. no, and I think it is really important to let somebody know this is where you can be, mm-hmm. but it's going to take time sort of thing. Mm-hmm. The other thing I really liked that Bob was saying, and again, there are so many mic drop moments. He was saying that relationships are not key to success. It's trust and that trust moves people to action. So you have to build trust by listening and learning. 
And as somebody who's been in sales for a long time, we've always talked about listening Mm -hmm. when you kind of separated the relationship with the trust and trust comes first. And then the, the relationship is a byproduct of that trust. Yeah. What were your thoughts on that? I wrote that exact same thing down too, because I was like, Ooh, because yeah, I would think like it would be relationship building. I would just think that that's the way, but like, how do you build a relationship? Like some of my best friends are on the internet nowadays, right? Because like we, so we connect over something, but, and then why do I want to go to your site and buy your t-shirt? Cause I, I end up liking you, you know what I mean? But what is getting me to that point? And he talked about that getting people results is how you build the trust. And then when you build the trust, you build the relationships. And I was like, that is so, so key to, to the business that I run that I'm like, yeah, like it, it's true. This is something that's kind of unique to, to body. I feel like too, is that our kind of work starts after somebody buys something because it's like, okay, well, I've got you the tools. Now it's up to me to help coach you through using them. And getting results so that you see this is possible for you too. And he says it comes from more listening, more quality Mm -hmm. conversations. And I mean, I'm a talker, so it's hard for me to just be like, Lindsay, like, (laughs) let them tell you, don't try to guess what their problems are. Don't try to tell them your angle on it. Let them tell you. And yeah, it, it really does change conversations. I know that myself, it really does slow down, connect. Yeah. And when you ask the question, listen, right? Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. funny. It reminded me of years ago, I was dedicated to my fitness journey and my fitness goals. I was getting up, you know, 4.30 in the morning and I was doing my workouts and all this kind of stuff. And I remember going to a gym And I, I think I wanted to switch gyms because I wanted a gym that was opened earlier than the one that I was currently going to. And the salesperson had a script and he just kept on telling me that if I signed up today, I was going to get a bonus, two personal training sessions. And I was like, that's really awesome. But what time do you guys open? Like what time's your first class? And then he kept on talking, <laughs> telling me about this personal training. And I was like, okay, I'm just going to stop you here for one second. I am so motivated. I work out five times a week. I get out of bed at 4.30 in the morning. I don't need personal training because he was telling me this is going to motivate me. I was like, no, 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 no. I motivate me. Yeah. All I need to know is what time is your first, I don't know, step class or whatever (laughs) I was into at the time. And I thought, oh my gosh, it's so right. It's that whole transactional versus transformational, not listening, not really even asking me questions, just telling me but you don't know my needs, right? You don't know my needs. And I walked away and I was like, I really wanted to go there, but it just didn't feel right. There was no trust. I was like, no, no, no. You're, you're reading from a script. And because, and I think Bobby even said this in transactional selling, somebody's just a number. I needed somebody to hear what I needed from them. And he wasn't listening. Yeah. I I think like people need to feel seen and heard. And I think that's more uh, relevant now than ever. That's something like I, 
I've noticed like, you know, the last couple of years as we've shifted through some, some really hard years where maybe sales were a little bit easier for a little bit because people weren't doing as much and they wanted to support different things, or maybe they were working out at home because they couldn't get to their gym or, and there was some of that low hanging fruit, but now like there's a lot of white noise. And if you're not going to make somebody feel seen and heard, they are exactly like you said, like they're, you're going to walk away because to me, I'm like, okay, you don't even like, you can't help me get to where I need to go because you can't even listen to what I need. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. No, I, I really did enjoy this podcast episode and I thank you for bringing Bob into my life. I have uh, since saved and subscribed, so I'll get to listen to more of his podcasts. Is there anything, Lindsay, that is there any other notes that you had or other points that you wanted to chat about? I think the only other thing I wrote down was about becoming a problem finder. Um, yes. And getting people to think like what you, you could have that could be a solution for them. Um, like I said, I, I mean, I'm, I'm a, a mom, a tired, distracted, easily overwhelmed person too. That isn't something that I'm always on top of, but I, I realize when I do go into conversations with people and I, I'm like, well, even or when I'm creating my content for social media, what are, what are problems that I'm hearing people have? What are things that I can help them with? Again, going beyond that surface level of like, I want to lose 20 pounds. What's really important to you is having more energy to keep up with the people you love or being in those pictures on vacation. Like what are the things that are really the real problems, right? Because most people, when they come to me, they're like, I want to lose 20 pounds. (laughs) And it's like, okay, (laughs) I understand. But what does losing that 20 pounds actually mean to you? Right. Right. And so Mm -hmm. just that reminder, I can't hear this stuff enough, unfortunately. Like I, I need it like pounded into my head. Like Lindsay, remember show up, be, be a, a paid problem solver, be, you know, helping people be feel seen and heard. And yeah. So it was a really great reminder for me. That's awesome. And can I just give you kudos because you show up on Instagram You're incredible with your reels. You're on stories all the time. So shout out to you because I've mentioned this many times before. It is not my favorite thing. I, I really struggle with that. Um, And so I think it's incredible when I see other business owners that are showing up doing their thing and uh, because it's something I can't do. So kudos to you. Thank you. For me, it's a creative outlet. I'll be completely honest. So that's awesome. Yeah. Like I, I realized that I was like so anti-social media before I started coaching and I, you know, had no Instagram, like maybe a hundred friends. And I shared my Facebook account with my husband. And I remember my coach saying, you know what, like the best way to grow this business is online and there's no geography that's in the way. So I was like, oh, fine. Like I can try. Right. And I said, I would be willing to try. And I ended up finding it gave me an outlet to write. It gave me an outlet to take photographs and be creative. And yeah, it was a a happy side effect of starting my business. Well, I'm writing this down because that's a mindset shift. Truly, if to see it as a creative outlet versus something that has to happen. I'm writing that one down. Thank you, Lindsay. You're welcome. That's a good tip. All right. Next is rapid fire. Are you ready? I am. 
Let's do this. So what skill set from your former life has helped you the most on your journey in Beachbody? Actually, I think probably what has has come through with this episode too is really actually relating to people, connecting with them. Um, I always said I didn't do real estate to feed my children. I was fortunate that way, <laughs> that it was kind of like a, a business that I got to do. And if it was successful, that was great. But I didn't feel like I I had to make the sale. I felt like, you know, if you like the house, I would help you with it. Um, and I've really taken that into, into how I help people in, in Beachbody. I'm like, if, if this is a good fit for you, like I can help you 100%. Great. But let's make sure it is first. I love that. That's great. What surprises you the most as a business owner? Um, honestly, like that more people don't do it, that more, more people don't have side businesses for sure. Um, I think like having multiple streams of income, especially in this day and age, um, I don't think you should put all your eggs in one basket. I think we're past that. You work at the same job for your whole life and you never change careers or anything like that. I think that, um, it surprises me that more people aren't open to having, having multiple, uh, streams of income. Mm-hmm. I totally agree with that too. I I'm fascinated with people that have tons of different income coming in from this and that. And it's something that on my business journey that I am hoping to do more because even as an entrepreneur, it's, it doesn't make sense to have all my eggs in one basket because you just don't know what's going to happen. And again, being a product-based business, I rely on the supply chain and that's super scary sometimes. So yeah, no, I agree with you there. What is your superpower? Uh, Well, probably consistency, Um, (laughs) showing up day in and day out. Um, So consistency with my social media, consistency with, you know, just trying to, to show that you can show up even when it's hard. I think that that's, that's something that I've just like, okay, we've got to do the things. So figuring out a way to get it done. So good. Um, Can you share with us a lofty goal that you have for the next 12 months? Uh, For the next 12 months? Well, actually, I I feel like I, I need to brag about this a little bit. So something that my husband and I had had as our big goal Um, was to take our kids to Europe. And that was something we were working towards. And that's actually happening this year. So that coming to fruition hasn't happened within a 12 month span, of course, but um, that's something that we're doing. Um, I usually set, I try to not set more than three goals um, Mm -hmm. for the year. Usually one is business-based. So in our, in our network marketing world, we have like ranks and accolades and things like that. So I'll usually set a goal consistent with that, that pushes me outside of my comfort zone. Um, and I'll usually set an income goal based off of, you know, the sorts of things that I want to do, like trips to Europe and trips to Disney and those sorts of things. Um, and then I usually set a personal goal, like a, a health or wellness goal. Um, sometimes a relationship goal even too. So, um, this year I'm, I'm really focusing on kind of, kind of after going through some pretty terrible grief, um, really getting back to me and and my health and leading leading with that and healing. Um, that's probably that'll be my that'll be my big accomplishment by the end of the year is focusing on that. That's wonderful. And last question: What is your favorite cocktail or mocktail? Ooh, 
Well, I love a daiquiri, I got to say, and it can be mocktail or cocktail. <laughs> I don't like the, I don't like the alcohol to be too strong in it. Cause I like to right. be like, look, I can't even taste the alcohol. And then a couple later, you're like, whoa. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for your time today, Lindsay. That was a fun conversation. Thank you for introducing me to uh, Bob's podcast. Mm -hmm. And uh, I hope all those goals come true for the next 12 months. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank it was you. great. What a great conversation. I think there were several actionable takeaways from today's episode, including one, the price value equation, meaning the value of a product or service needs to exceed the price in order for someone to buy. When you lower the price, you're also lowering its perceived value. Two, transactional selling focuses on price. Transformational selling focuses on value and the problem that you're solving. Three, have more meaningful conversations with your customers. Ask questions and listen. How can you serve your customers? And lastly, number four, focus on building trust with your customers. Once trust is established, the relationship will follow. Many thanks to Lindsay for being my guest today. It was great fun. If you'd like to follow Lindsay on her journey, or you're curious about a 21-day wellness challenge, you can find her on Instagram at lindsay.fortney. I've included a direct link to her Instagram handle in the show notes. And huge thanks once again to you for tuning into today's episode. You fill up my cup. If you're an entrepreneur and would like to be a guest on the podcast club, please reach out on Instagram at thepodcastclub.ca. I'd love to chat. Until next time, my friend, cheers. Today's episode of The Podcast Club is brought to you by, well, my company, Huron Lake Huron. I launched Huron Lake Huron in 2020 as a side hustle and turned it into my full-time gig in April 2022. We strive to create cozy, casual, and sometimes quirky products that are lake-inspired. We have a line of apparel, greeting cards, and our prints, and we've even dabbled in candles and jewelry. Want to see what we're all about? Head over to HuronLakeHuron.com, and if something catches your eye, use promo code CLUB at checkout to receive 15% off your order. That's HuronLakeHuron.com, and use code CLUB at checkout to receive 15% off. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Podcast Club. Be sure to check out the show notes for more information on today's episode. If you have a podcast episode that you'd like us to review, please send me a DM on Instagram at thepodcastclub.ca. I'd love to chat with you. And lastly, don't forget to subscribe to the Podcast Club so you don't miss an episode. Until next time, my friend, cheers. Cheers.